Now, it's a pleasure for me to introduce my special guest this morning, who has taken some time to come to us uh, in more recent times because she's been so busy. But it's a delight to have you back in the Come and See studio here in Ada. Geraldine Creighton from the Emmanuel community. How are you? I am very well, John. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. And hello, listeners. We're having a great day. Thank you very much indeed for coming on. And of course, as usual, Geraldine will be bringing us good news about what's happening in the Emmanuel community around the place and so on and so forth. But when the first question... Somebody might ask me this morning, or ask yourself, and I'll ask you, who are the who are the Emmanuel community? What do you do? What do you get up to? Well, I suppose everybody knows something about the Sacred Heart, and we're in the month of the Sacred Heart. And really, it's 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 really a delight to be here. Uh, it's the it's the, the the month we celebrate the heart of Jesus that loved us so much. So people know all about the Sacred Heart, and when they actually go to visit the shrine of the Sacred Heart in France, they find that the whole sanctuary, the shrine is run by the Emmanuel community. So in uh, 1985, the community were entrusted by the church in France to run this shrine and to enliven it, to encourage people to come. And every summer there's a summer session there. Um, It starts at the middle of um, July and runs to the middle, towards the end of August, four to five days at a time. Everyone comes, all generations. So it started off, the community started going there in 1975. So the community was founded in 1972 out of a prayer group. So there were Mm. people who came together, Pierre Goursat, French, um, founded in France. So two French people came together, Martine Lafitte, as she was then, she was a medical student, and Pierre Goursat was an art critic. And that was, he was an art critic of, um, let's say, Catholic theatre and Mm. um, yeah, mostly Catholic theatre and movies, film. He was a mm. film buff. Mm. Um, but they had an experience of a retreat with their father, Caffarel. Um, he's uh, the Teams of Mary, his, his association. So uh, he had them on retreat and he had been in America and had experienced um, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit there at baptism of the Holy Spirit um, and this kind of profound personal relationship with Jesus. And, and he came back to France to bring this experience to those people he knew and he gathered mm. them together on retreat. They were part of that retreat and prayed and their lives were transformed. But they felt, obviously, they came into a new relationship with Jesus themselves. They really felt God was alive in them. But they also felt something else. It wasn't a, an attraction to each other, but it was something about being called together. He was at this stage in his 50s and she was a medical student, so in her early 20s. And um, they decided they would pray together. And they started praying together um, very simply. And within a year, there were 500 people around them gathered together. And out of that came a prayer group. And out of that prayer group came the Emmanuel community, simply from size. It had to divide. And the division wasn't because people were fighting. The division was because we were the same. But that's why the name came from from the scriptures. Emmanuel meaning God with us, not with us exclusively as a community, but the sign that God is with Humanity, God is with all of us. And that name was given at the community. So Pierre Grousset, so the community is in France is the biggest part of the community. Uh, the second part, biggest group of the community is in, actually in Rwanda, Rwanda in Africa. And out of these two places has come, you know, three people on their way to their servant of God already. So they're on their way to sainthood. One is Pierre Grousset, who died in mm. 1991. And the second, uh, two people are Cyprian and Afros. Um, and they are on their way. They're from Rwanda and they were killed in the genocide in Rwanda, which only I think last month or the month before we were celebrating an anniversary of that. And the people in Rwanda mm. were, were, were really praying for the nation as we were joined. Really, it's it's 
still a profound wound for the Rwandan people. So that's Emmanuel. So Emmanuel is, is, exists um, with lay people, uh, single, married. Emmanuel exists in many forms. So we have an NGO, for example, Fidesco, that goes to the poorest parts of the world. Uh, people volunteer to go on to go on mission to bring the gospel, but also to bring their skills to mm-hmm. work uh, for, for with the poor. Uh, it runs um, a music label. It ha- publishes books. Uh, and the communities in 65 countries around the world. There are single married people in the community. There are priests and uh, consecrated men and women. Um, it just could be doing anything. There could be everything from uh, working in a shop to some of them not working, unemployed. Mm-hmm. Other members of the community could be a professor at a university or could be, as one of them is, uh, in the uh, tower uh, for the planes at uh, in the airport in Paris, you know, in the, in the tower, guiding the planes in, uh, one of them. So, or it could be musicians or composers yeah. and all sorts of actors, even a wide variety of people, but from all parts of life, people in, in the military, people in the guards, people, um, butchers, um, shop assistants, teachers, and so the community is about about somewhere around ten thousand people in the world, and probably we say about another twenty or thirty thousand people associated with the works of the community. Um, so, but really, it's all about God. It's not really well. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm just thinking there. You know, I mean, it started in 1972, and now look mm. how big you are. But but well, it's really small, in fact. Because there are lots more movements. There are lots of movements that are far, far bigger. Mm. And I suppose that's the, the way you see, I suppose like the community is a call. It's, and it's, it's not a call for everybody, mm-hmm. but every, every single person in the world has a call. Mm. Because God is calling each person individually. He is the one who's choosing us. And if your path is Emmanuel, that's one thing. But everyone is called to something and everyone has a reason for being here. And that role is absolutely unique and needed. I would say that's more than anything else. That was certainly my discovery, partly in the journey of the community. Absolutely, I can say that. But even in my own life of how Mm. I've come to understand who I am and why I'm here a little bit more and more each day. Um, And and to realise that, you know, I am unique and that it is God. In fact, this journey with God day by day, day in, day out, bad times and good times, um, that I discover more and more how to actually be and live, live live well, you know. And there's whole even in our own society, lots of talk about wellness and you know what you do to be well and yeah, caring yeah. for the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really, we have to remember to care for the soul as well. I mean, you must care for the body. That's absolutely essential. So we do have a shower and yeah. buy our clothes and have our hair done and yeah. do all those things. Uh, but we must also care for the soul. And sometimes that's missing. And sometimes people look for it in other things. They care for the soul without caring for the body. Care for, you know, so there's an imbalance. But we must, must, must. There's a part in us. There's a part in us this that needs, like the the flower, the, when the the flower is coming in the spring. If you don't water it and you don't give it enough sun, it, it's going it's going to wither. But we we need this part of our our being come to life, and that's for me. It's 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 the experience of God in my life, and in particular, um, for me, it's the heart of Jesus, which is this month that we're celebrating. As you mentioned there. How did you get involved with the Emmanuel community? Oh, a long time ago now, and at this point, but it was it was part of my journey. Um, I was involved in a prayer group at the time, and I suppose I had come 
I just see was there more? I mean, with me, the question is with the Lord, you know, what's next and, and is this all? I mean, and, and, and lots of times in our lives, we're all, always asking, is this all there is? And the truth of it is, no, it's not. There's always more. But there's always more with God. In fact, it just opens up the door far wider than, than we think. And I remember having uh, people were praying with me at one point and, and uh, they said to me, you know, they really felt when they prayed with me that the Lord was going to open a door for me in my life and my life would be completely different after this point. And for sure that happened. And it happened actually through a trip that I made to Parlemonial, which is the shrine in France where uh, Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary, where the whole Sacred Heart devotion comes from. And I remember going on that trip. I was you know, at the party of life where, where things aren't really working out right, I really knew that I needed this. And I, I decided, I remember I decided to go because I actually needed to and I knew I wouldn't survive. I suppose, not just emotionally, but I, I just needed to do something different. Mm. And, you know, find, and I'd done the sun holidays, you know, mm. whatever, I'm not a great, I don't, mm. if you know me, you know that I have white skin. Yeah. I don't take a tan, yeah. but still you try to take a tan. But uh, I'd done those holidays, so I ended up anyway going to Parlemonial and arriving in this place that everyone is speaking French. And really, I hadn't really understood much French, but I found a place where it's a place of, um, certainly I could relax um, and experience just peace. A place of profound peace. And um, there were beautiful times, I remember, where I was able to go and just spend time sitting in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And somehow, some part within me was just becoming more and more alive through this experience. And I remember hearing one speaker talk about how Jesus is longing for us to respond to him. And that really God in, in, you know, we hear it in the gospel, Jesus is reaching out to people all the time, but actually he really is reaching out to me um, and calling my name. And, you know, in, in being there in Parliament, I really had an experience of Jesus talking to me and calling me and um, um, setting me free. I had, you know, an experience, powerful experience of confession and I think um, not like confession in the box, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just a simple, very simple confession, but but really profound sense of Jesus just taking my sins. But it wasn't about that. It was actually about him healing me and saying, I'll give you the next step and I'll give you the, the, the bit of strength for the next step. And that was another part of it. So, you know, it's... Um, it's, and there are opportunities for, for people. These sessions run on the whole summer and, and we have actually one coming up. Um, there's some English in the programme this time on, from in July 23rd to 20, 28th. And the theme is beautiful this year. Uh, that session It's called Home is Where His Heart Is. You know, the, the expression is home is where their heart is. Mm-hmm. But we're saying home is where his heart is. And that's certainly my experience. I remember arriving in Parlemonial uh, and and just seeing all around me because it's like a little village. And there's tents everywhere. There's a tent even for the, for the Blessed Sacrament. There's a tent where you eat, and uh, you know there's like there's four or five thousand people in these tents. But uh, I remember arriving there and just looking and feeling. I said, I am home. But really, it's this idea, I suppose, that comes and, and Pope Francis is big about it. You know, um, home is in his heart. Jesus asks, reminds us to rest on his heart, like Saint John. Mm-hmm. And St. John in the Gospel of John, you know, the, this part where at the Last Supper, it, it talks about St. John lies back and he, he lies on the That's chest right. of Jesus. Yes. And you can imagine if he did, he must have heard, as we do, you know, the, the heartbeat, mm-hmm. love, love, you know. Mm-hmm. 
the heart of Jesus beating. And that's really what adoration is. It's being there with him silently listening to his heart. He's actually listening to our heart. He's listening to every part of our life. Mm. If we let him, he knows it anyway, but he's listening to our deepest, deepest parts. But we're also listening to him and trying to attune to his way of thinking um, or just by being with him and allowing him to heal us, to to, to love us. Um, and this, it's really funny because it's profound really because the apparitions that happened to St. Margaret Mary, she, you know, she died, she was only 43. I oh, just only realised that recently. Mm. But she's actually was quite young, but there were three great apparitions there, but the first apparition happened on the Feast of St. John. And it was happening. Mm-hmm. All her apparitions that she received for Jesus happened um, either in the presence of Jesus exposed or in the tabernacle. So she was in the chapel. You know, we have a great Irish tradition of going to the church, mm-hmm. of blessing ourselves when we pass the church. And um, and I just really, I just invite myself, because <laughs> I have to be reminded too, but all of us just maybe go one step further, just go in the door, spend two seconds, spend a minute, yeah. spend two minutes, spend 10 minutes, just try and add a little bit more to it and spend time with him. Just But her her, her experience was really of that first apparition on on, on, uh, on St. John. St. John, yeah. You know, to rest with mm. him and really adore him. The second apparition was, was actually on... Uh, on one of the first Fridays. It was a first Friday of some month. Nobody can actually know which month it was, mm. which was kind of funny, but it was so back, so back in the 1600s. Um, and it was this idea of, of um, and it happened between the Holy, the, the Thursday, so the calling it to a holy hour, this idea of a holy hour um, for people who are able, but even a holy 10 minutes. Start with a holy 10 minutes, mm. that's all. And just, you know, over time, you can add another five minutes to it as you can. Yeah. We got a, a little bit of a clip there. Oh yeah, yeah. This is a clip about um, what's on the home is where his heart is. Just listen to it. It's really, uh, it's 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 very short. But Just before we leave, Harry. Yeah. My mercy is is greater than you can imagine. So he will call you. I I, I want to heal you totally. It's a great place, it's so amazing. It's a really amazing experience and you just need to come here and to do make your own opinion on this event. But we are called also to, to go to the world to, to uh, testify about God's mercy. From your own website, is it? Um, yeah. Invite people to come to Parry. And just before we move on, we, we, we were lucky enough there, myself and Anne, a few years ago. And thank you so much for inviting us to come and join you there. It was certainly a very uplifting experience. But your own experience started there. And then you then came back to Ireland, then, did you? Well, what I did actually, then mm. afterwards, I, I went to the Emmanuel School of Mission in Rome, Rome. almost on the same year. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. Uh, It was part of this, I suppose, experience of God that I had when I was in Paris. You know, it was kind of a life changing moment, really, for me. And that's kind of what happens sometimes when you go just do something different because you really feel you have to. 
and you're crying out to God for something different and actually God answers. And that's what happened in this case. So I went off to the Emmanuel School of Mission in Rome. I took a break from my job and went off for a year and had a time to really grow in in my faith. I had time to do a little bit of songwriting. Um, some uh, we, did, we did a musical, we wrote a musical, we did some mission on the streets. And I suppose just not afraid to be a Catholic, not afraid to kind of, you know, really say, well, actually, this is the best thing uh, that has happened to me. And to be, uh, to really be in relationship with Jesus, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to know God as my father and to live with him day by day in the church and with the saints. This is really life. And the aim of my life is actually heaven. And not only that, the aim of my life is is, is that I, I hope that I will be able to bring people with me. You know, not just my family and friends, but those around me. And just this really one fabulous thing. And I suppose just in reflecting on Parliament when I was coming to talk about t- today about the Shrine of the Sacred Heart. At one point, Jesus is in the first apparition where there's this moment really of of. Margaret Mary spending time with Jesus and experiencing his mercy, his tenderness. Um, and he said to her, I, my heart is so in love with, with people, with everyone and with you. But he said, I can't keep this love inside and I can't even just keep it for you. I want it to go everywhere. And so the idea is that, that he wants not only us to receive it, me to receive it personally, but also that I might give it away to others and then that others will give it away to others so that the whole world will actually become warmed by the love of God because the world can be very cold out there mm-hmm. and life can knock the, the knock knock you down mm-hmm. and the world can but it is through the love of God which is our our warmth and strength and it, it is a hope for us and so obviously the community here, as in everywhere else, support each other. Yes. You've got a few pillars there that you often mention here. You yeah, so the, the, the pillars we talk about are, one is adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. So really for everything comes from Jesus. Everything comes from God. So there's nothing that we haven't, you know, God has made everything. But in fact, he's sustaining us and, and sustaining me um, in through this heart to heart. As you would have a heart to heart with someone you love, and uh, this is the heart to heart, and it, it's it really we're encouraged to, to to spend a little time every day in this heart to heart. So that's the first aspect: adoration, uh, where possible, in front of blessed sacrament, exposed, if not tabernacle, whatever. So making a special choice for that. The second then is through what we call compassion. So this idea of um, getting out of our own comfort zone and reaching out to others in need. However, that might be in a very discreet way sometimes, or can we do through particular missions that we do together in the community. So we would either visiting the poor or the sick or things like that. Um, and the third aspect then is through evangelization. So this would be a decision too, as um, as I learned in the School of Mission, um, to, to go on the street, to go into schools, um, even within my family, to be ready to answer for the reason that I have hope. Be ready to give an answer and and to see if people are in need. Now, that's not shoving anything down anyone's throat, but it is me when you see the need that you're willing to speak and not hold back. So if I have good news, so if I'm ready, I remember giving this analogy before, if I have the numbers to the lotto, you know, I'm not going to keep them. Well, some people keep them for themselves, but, you know, you prefer to be in a group winning the lotto, wouldn't you? I wouldn't like to win all that money myself. I prefer to be in a group winning the lotto. So the bigger the group, the more. So that's that's the idea. So there are the three pillars. 
And prayer life would form a very important part of yeah, any well, member of the Emmanuel. Yeah, I mean, prayer, prayer is part of it. Part of it, it's All part of life. life. It's part mm-hmm. of life. And, and, and you make it part of your life because prayer is, it's a time for spending time. To be honest, the first person you meet when you pray is yourself. So it really is encountering yourself and then putting that self when you can't solve the problems or you, you have one solution to your problem in front of God who has actually the, the answers to every everything, everything, because he is all knowing. And so through prayer, we put ourselves just in, in contact with him. And that means part of our prayer is speaking, but the other part of our prayer is silence and is listening. And, you know, the question I can ask myself and we ask ourselves is, what is God saying to me today? Because God is always speaking. Now, he mightn't speak through the gospel or he mightn't speak through a a holy book, but he might speak through a person you meet or in nature uh, or through events. But what is God saying? So that's that's a question. So prayer is part of your life. Um, We live lives. We we support each other as well um, by being together. So part of that will be meeting up uh, once a week Mm -hmm. uh, in smaller groups within the community. And then we have a monthly kind of uh, a gathering for a day or or longer if needed for formation and just learning more about the faith. And part of that will be uh, doing little evangelizations and, and missions. Can you give us a, a little bit of an example of the little evangelizations that you can involve? Well, we've, we've long done evangelizations at shopping centres, on streets. Um, and, you know, it's it's very simple. Um, it, it's really, again, it's not shoving anything down anyone's throat, but it is, is uh, being there with our music, singing our songs and, and inviting people to come in to a chapel and, and make a prayer. It's, it's very, very simple. Light a candle, make a prayer. And oftentimes, just by being there and being ready to welcome people, there are tremendous encounters with people. There's a lot of suffering and there's a lot of anger out there as well. Um, a lot of suffering, a lot of disappointment. And in each and every occasion, we are there to be to, to listen and to pray for people and also to pray with people. Sometimes there and then on the street, we will just pray for a situation and, and, and bring it uh, to God if people if people want. Uh, and we've prayed with Muslims. We've prayed with uh, other Christians. We've prayed with Catholics um, on the street. And, you know, we do everything on the street. You know, we, we, we meet our friends on the street. Why not talk about God on the street? God is he's, he's everywhere and he's interested in everything, and even in the smallest of things. I'm sure you would have met people there who, you know yourself, were just looking for somebody to speak to them about God or looking for somebody to listen to their own problems and you guys happen to turn up. And that's because I assume you've been listening to Jesus in the most blessed sacrament when you've been having that little bit of yeah. silence and... Yeah, or in the scriptures, reading a little bit of the Bible, a little bit of the Bible in the day. And yeah, and and learning, I suppose, like over time in your life, you're you're learning how God speaks and in what he speaks. And you're learning to hear his voice so that you get to hear, you understand him a little bit more Hmm. um, when when God is speaking. And it sounds an odd thing, you know, how how do you hear God speaking? But uh, and often it's one of the questions people will ask, well, how do you know God's speaking to you? But sometimes you just know. Yeah. The other point is, if you're ever unsure about how God speaks, you always know that he won't speak in a judgmental way. Mm. God will never judge you. If you're suddenly aware of your own sin that you've made, it will be, if if God is showing this to you, it is only to set you free. He is showing you this point to say, go to confession. Mm. I want to free you. I don't want my little child bound up anymore. I don't want you a prisoner. Mm. 
He wants, you know, and he's the one who became, in fact, Pope Francis used the word, Jesus became a prisoner for us because he talks about, Pope Francis talks about the heart of Jesus being, you know, God himself came into a human heart. You know, he, he actually, his heart on the cross was pierced for us. He made himself so small. He became a prisoner in the human body to come so close to us and to make himself real. Um, but he's chosen to be in prison so that we might be free and really to allow him. And I think that would be, if you look at the apparitions from Parlemonial, you'll see that it is, you know, some one of the apparitions Jesus is complaining, you know, people just are not responding to me. I'm showing them how much I love them, but they're, they're not responding. Their hearts are cold. And I suppose that means that for, for, for those of us who believe, it is incumbent on us really to, to remain faithful and and to, to grow in faithfulness, in fact. And that's how it's really important to have a small support group like a community or a prayer group or people you pray with um, in, in a church together. You have some group together that you can stay strong because coals separated. If you separate burning coals in a fire, we know those of you who have fires, we all know the fire will simply die. But if you keep the coals together, even if they're old coals, something will still be burning. OK, it'll still be burning. And, and, and um, you know, and it's that sense of burning that actually it is life within us and it's life to us. And we without it, we shrivel up and, and die. There might be somebody out there, you mentioned about support there, there might be somebody out there who might be looking for a little bit of encouragement or support in their own faith journey at the moment and might be listening to us and maybe like what you've just said. I might might want to get a little bit more involved with find out what a bit what the Emmanuel community is all about, and maybe would like to make contact with you. How, mm-hmm. Any idea? How would I make contact with you? Well, certainly, people are very very welcome to contact me. We have we have meetings of the Emmanuel community in Limerick, um, and certainly they'll be happening once a month. We're coming now towards the summertime, so our meetings are are closing down. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we can't meet. We we don't meet, but we have a meeting coming up at the end of the month. In fact, um, we have a meeting uh, in in Dublin um, on the last um, Sunday of the month. I have to get the exact date right now. It's not the twenty; it's the twenty second or twenty third. Yeah, so it's 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 yeah the twenty third. So it's the feast. It's Corpus Christi actually, um, and we are yeah that's, members that's, of the that's community. Next Saturday, yeah. yeah. But if people are maybe maybe if if, if they want to give us a text here in the program. And that's again 087-6088667. Pass the details on to yeah, yourself, Geraldine, and, and really then see where we go from there. Yeah. Or you can email us on sacredspace one or two at gmail.com. Geraldine, thanks a lot for coming in again. And uh, we'll just invite listeners now, maybe at the moment, just to sit back and listen to a first bit of music, which you've chosen for us this morning. Yeah, so this is Lord in Your Mercy, Guide Us Home. So this is actually the theme for the Parlemonial Shrine of the Heart of Jesus session this summer, uh, the English session. So let's uh, pray it for each other, pray it for our families, pray it for Ireland, pray it for everyone in the world who's wanting to, to know where is home. <laughs> 